Before we start today's podcast, I just wanted to tell you all about our sponsors for the 2024 season. Our agency are a full-service digital agency specialising in branding, digital marketing and bespoke systems to streamline your business. They offer upfront, no-nonsense advice to help you achieve your goals. They are proud to be supporting the Wakefield Trinity Community Foundation as well as the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast this year. Drop them a line and make our agency your agency. Good afternoon, good morning and good evening from wherever you're listening from and welcome to episode 122 of the Wakefield Trinity Heritage Podcast. My name is Jamie Robinson and I'm joined by my co-host as ever, Lee Robinson. How are we doing, Dad? We've just had a um, fantastic afternoon away at Siddle. Uh, this is Trinity Back Chat, by the way, so we'll be talking about the Siddle game that, we've, that has just concluded um, away in the uh, in the rainy mountains up in Halifax. Um, and Wakefield Trinity came out of the victors 70 points to 6 at the end after a really tough game. But um, yeah, we're actually driving home, so we thought we would record this just to give people a bit more information, really, and a bit more, you know, the best analysis we possibly can um, for those who couldn't attend and those who did attend and just interested in a bit more feedback. So Daddy's here next to me, he's driving at the minute, so we can't do too much, but just the best that you can do, Dad, sum up, sum up the experience this afternoon. Well, it was actually a game of two halves, wasn't it? You know, when we got there, we were surprised how neat and tidy the Siddle ground was. Um, just a normal amateur ground, a field with a barrier around and a clubhouse in the corner, nothing special. Um, but it was it was all right. There was burgers and there was pies and there was beer and there was cans. So it was all right. And then the game started. It was literally, a, a, like I say, a game of two halves. Siddle had the tactics in the first half. Uh, roughed us up a little bit, slowed it all down a little bit, and then in the second half we ran away with it, didn't we? Yeah, pretty much. And, and the try score is there for anybody who is unaware. Um, Oliver Pratt got two tries, Max Jowett two tries, and Jack Croft got two tries. And then filling in the gaps, Ian Thornley, Luke Gale, Josh Griffin, Tommy Doyle, Renu Fatoni, and Liam Hood got individual tries as well. Max Jowett in the end, I think, got 11 out of 12 kicks, I believe. Yeah, so very close to a record, unfortunately. He didn't, he didn't break it, but some fantastic uh, goal kicking there from Max. But ex- exactly as we said on the podcast on the fans forum this past Monday um, Siddle dragged us to their level essentially you know it just started raining as kickoff started um, they, were, they were a bit niggly in the tackle initially they were holding us down they were they were being a bit rough and eventually it did end up um, breaking out into a fight just almost about 10 minutes away from half time they had a guy sent off and unfortunately we lost Mason Lino to a red card as well referee said that he was striking um, from what we could see, Siddle, Siddle started that themselves, but there were a couple of instances as well. Um, and something else, Dad, that you spotted about, you know, we are two physios ourselves, so we don't want to start saying people are faking injuries, but you had a bit of banter with the Siddle physio because um, I think you'd spotted what they'd done. Yeah, and in the first half, it looks like they were slowing it down. And the, and, and one, one uh, Max Jowett took a drive in, and then all, so all of a sudden their second row went down like he'd been shot, holding his right leg. And then the physio came on and treated his left leg. And obviously then the, the number 11, once it all slowed down and, and Siddle got back into line, he got up and ran off. So that seemed to be the tactics. They were slowing it down and feigning injury. Strangely, they only did it once. Well, I was watching after that. Uh, there was quite a serious injury when uh, Big Vanganar came on and was trampled all over somebody. He went off with a head injury. But uh, yeah, that was a, a little early tactic we uh, picked up from Siddle. Yeah, and, and you, you, you've obviously been there and done it as yourself, but you gave the physio a bit of a, a bit of an earful and he turned around and winked at us as well. He knew what he was doing. Um, but it worked because we, we were really good in defence. Siddle gave an early kick out um, from their own half. We took it and then they feigned injury a little bit and then after the guy got back up and, and uh, got the treatment we knocked on literally as soon as 
um, you know, the next play started. So they, they knew what they were doing and they played it fantastically. The half-time score was 12-6, I believe. Yeah, so we were. it was a, a very much a game that was in the balance. And Siddle actually did score, you know, given the Jews, they played really well in that first half. They, they kicked well, the, the line speed was fantastic. They were very aggressive in the tackle. You know, the size, you know, size in terms of mass and height was was incredibly um, one way, you know, Wakefield were, you know, the likes of Rennie Atoni and Isaiah Vagana and um, Caleb Ueli, Matthew Cosser, Jay Pitts, etc. You know, these guys, they were big average sized guys, but, you know, they, they were towered over by our pack, but they really stuck it in, you know, they they had three or four men in pretty much every tackle, you know, they made us knock on a couple, couple of times as well. I think we had seven knock-ons in the first half, I believe, Dad, so yeah. So we did try really hard and, you know, it was really tough in the first half. Oliver Pratt got over for a short side try on the on the left hand side, um, and then I can't remember who actually who actually um, oh, I think it was Ian Thornley. Ian Thornley actually scored the second try in the first half, and then it just kind of toppled over in the second half. We got a really quick couple. I think we got four tries in fourteen minutes with the second half with Griffin, Gale, Doyle, and a Tony. A Tony off a Josh Griffin little grubber through as well actually, which was really impressive. Jowett then got through. Pratt got another. Crofty got a, a double back-to-back being on the wing on his own Hood got one over the line and then Max Jowett scored with a final touch of the game with Big Ian Thornley going straight away through the middle um, but yeah everyone impressed there was no one really who, who backed down a couple of the negatives really obviously Mason Lino is now going to probably miss a few games because he's got a red card and we did get a couple of injuries didn't we dad you know Vagana was, was hobbling around ended up going off Josh Griffin was holding his ribs and Jerry McGilvery um didn't come back out in the second half we couldn't even spot him on the bench I don't know if you saw anything or you know your time being a physio what, what do you think it could have happened there no idea he took a lot of happening in that first half because he was in the bottom right hand corner from where we were stood near the scaffolding so there were a lot of balls that were testing him they were putting a lot of balls up and I do think he dropped a couple and they scored their try through him as well in that corner so unless he picked up some injury in that first half it was difficult to see because it was in the far corner in the rain Again, you know, we got 70 points in the end, 70 points to six again if, if anybody missed the, the final score. But, um, and we all played really well, but any, any, you know, if we did a top three, who, who kind of stood out for you, Dad, in terms of, you know, if you're going to do a 3 2 1 a man a match? I think Max Jowett again, you know, two tries, 11 goals. You can't knock that. That's 30 points. That's not far off the record of uh, points in a match. And his defence was pretty good. You know, there was one chance in the second half where they had a lovely overlap and their centre number three shot down the left wing. Max chased him and rolled him into touch. So that was quite outstanding, really. So Max was up there. Pitsy is just, he did a full 80 minutes. He was he was outstanding. The work rate he did. I thought he rolled his ankle at one time, um, but he kept going. And, and I'm also in, I love Tommy Doyle. Uh, he, he came on in the second half. He came on early in the first half. Didn't go off again. Um, and he's quick acting halfback. He, he livens it up a little bit, and he had a little dummy and go, and he had made some lovely breaks. So uh, you know, again, you, there were a few. Yeah, Tony ran well all day long. Ashurst ran well all day long. Luke Gale, he played in a dinner suit in the second half. He was outstanding. But if I had to pick three, I picked Jowett, Pitts, and Doyle. Yeah, Tommy Doyle was a, a real live wire for anybody that's not seen him. He plays with you know very high intensity. He's always running. And when we had the when we had the sending off for Mason Lino, he ended up playing a little bit in the middle because I think Hood went to um, 
maybe went to went, went to half back and Doyle were playing in the middle a little bit. He would first receive a lot and taking up the line fantastically. You know, he wasn't he want taking a backward step. Made two very clear line breaks as well in the second half, which both led to tries. Um, so fantastic as well. You know, we could go through the whole team. I do feel a little bit for Lachlan Walmsley. Obviously, his inside centre today. Ollie Pratt got two tries and he was trying. He made he made two clean breaks down the wing. One where he got knocked into touch and one where he just couldn't end up um, finishing it. Um, but yeah, hat-trick on his debut last week and a game that I probably would have been looking at to um, to get a few tries himself and um, didn't manage it today. But, you know, he's, he's impressive, isn't he? He was on our side in the first half and he's a big, big rangy, big rangy bloke. He is, yeah, and he's got style, hasn't he? You know, he's like, I think they marked him well. He was doing a lot of work in the middle. So McGilvery and Wormsley in the first half were taking a lot of ball up in the middle. And that's when Siddle was sort of quite lively and they knocked seven bells out of our middles early on. And then when he did, the pitch was wide enough. But then when he did take his breaks, he put his foot in touch or he kicked inside. He just didn't get near the try line today. But uh, his, uh, his time will come again. And we were doing a lot of the one-two players either side of the ruck, which I always really like. You know, I watch a lot of NRL, and, and a lot of the NRL teams do a. They, they, I don't know. I don't know the official name, but you know, the, the one-two play from hooker, they'll go right short side to to ULA, and then play again left side to Vangana, right side to Cosa, left side to ULA again, and we, it's just constant in behind the markers, really making those markers work. They, you know what they call air defenders, so that the closest defender to the to the markers is a constantly having to work as well. You're tiring them out, and it showed as well in the second half. Even though we did get a few tries down the side with Crofty um, and Pratt, but we, we ended up going through the middle a lot because I think we just tired out those middles um, to us to a substantial level essentially and it looks promising doesn't it especially obviously I know we're going to be playing fitter opposition in the next couple of weeks but when we're rotating in the middle with Vangana, Uele, Koza, um, Big Rennie, Rennie Atone um, and then you've got Pitsy coming in every now and again, Asher's coming in every now and again, Griffin um, for the first time in a long time we look to be a, a much bigger pack than the vast majority of our opponents. We did, didn't we? Yeah, and I think uh, in, the, in the first half we really got dragged down to their level. So our, our big lads were, were, were put it, taking the ball up, but they were getting smashed by three or four all at once. And I just thought, you know, everybody's raving about, oh, we'll go through this season unbeaten, we'll win everything. I thought, hmm, we could get dragged down to some of these these levels. You know, we get a bit of a, a rainy day somewhere. But the fitness showed, you know, 12 6 at half time, 70 points to 6 at the full time. Uh, it, we do, our forwards just kept rolling, you know, one after another. So when you swapped uh, Ueli and uh, Coza, then Vanganar and uh, who else came on? Or oh, Tony was the beginning and, and uh, Vanganar and uh, Ueli came on. So they just kept rolling, the props like last week, uh, and the momentum was still there. So yes, uh, it was good to see our forwards taking, uh, taking the lead again. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, we're playing in a league now where line speed is going to be a little bit slower. The teams are going to be a little bit less fit. So it's going to really benefit us. And, you know, whatever happens next year, it's going to, going to be fantastic for these lads to get it under the belt. And, uh, you know, big Isaiah Vagana, we were following him as soon as he came on. He's, he is absolutely gigantic. He's like a gladiator. He really is that big in person. And his first run, he ran it on the short side. Really short ball from, I think it was Hood or Doyle. And he didn't half knock the first defender into into the stratosphere. He actually knocked him clean out. You know, we were kind of joking, thinking they were fading an injury again. But you know, he was he was genuinely really quite unwell. He was down for a couple of minutes, and that was Vagana's introduction to um, to English rugby league. So hopefully that lad is okay. You know, he did, he didn't come back on as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, fantastic, really really strong, and hopefully a, a big sign for the future as well. Um, I am actually trying to find. Uh, the results of today I think Sheffield have obviously got 80 points Barrow lost to Oldham and York Acorn beat Cornwall um, but Dad is, um, 
Lockley and Hunslet today. It is kicked off same time as us. Kicked though. off same time, yeah. so I am actually trying to find the results of that live on air, which shows why I'm, I'm acting a little bit slow at the minute. But obviously, we go through to the next round. It's a victory um, over Siddle. And you know, fantastic for us. And you know, we 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 end up at home now, so which which benefits us as well. We're home to um, Lock Lane or Hunslet ARLFC. I'm just hopefully getting up um, the result now, if I can. Sorry, we are live on air. If I don't get anything, actually, uh... no, I've got any. We'll we'll have to try and find out. But um, no, we don't know. Anyway. We'll, we'll try and find out for you, obviously, but you know we're going to the next round. Is that in a couple of weeks' time, two weeks? Yeah, Newcastle next up in the 1895 Cup, and then we're at home in the next round against Loch Lane or Hunslet ARLFC at uh, Bellevue. And any, ch- I mean, Newcastle at home next week against Featherstone. Um, I know you'll be there. I- I'll hopefully be there as well. Any changes you'd make? Obviously, no one's off form really at the minute. But would you rotate anyone or bring anyone in for the, you know, first first game of the season? Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, yes, definitely. I think he's going to rotate a little bit. I'd give Miles Lawford a go. Um, obviously, if Lino's going to be suspended, then you'd, you'd slot Miles Lawford in and stand off. He's shown what he can do in the pre-season friendlies. Do you give the wingers a rest and put Franco in? Um, do you put Crofty in somewhere? Do you put um, you know? Do you bring Toby Bullroyd back? Um, there's enough uh, Isaac Shaw's also in the in the mix. Do you bring some academy lads in? You know, because Newcastle took some thumpings. 114 two weeks ago, 88 this week. So I think we could afford to rest a few before uh, before the next round of the cup. Brilliant stuff. It was nice to see uh, TC Terry Crook there today. He was he was there? He was sat on a on a, on a big stanchion commentating on the game. I imagine for the for the Trinity YouTube channel. Um, big big wrapped up and uh, he was loving it. He said it's the first time he's been to Siddle. Really love the occasion. It's great to see TC. Darryl Powell's there as well. So Danny Kermond, Michael Shenton. Seems to be a really fantastic day all around and great for the Challenge Cup, great for Trinity. You know, we'll, we'll remember it for a lot of years. And I'm sure those boys from Siddle will as well and the crowd around there as well. So fantastic occasion. Final score was, at, you know, Wayfield Trinity 70, Siddle 6. We're into the next round. Um, and thank you for joining us. Obviously, we're back tomorrow with a podcast with the one and only Henry Paul, um, which has been fantastic. We've been trying to get him for a long, long time. Um, and uh, it's his birthday today actually as well so hopefully we can give a nice birthday present we're back on Monday with that one um, for episode 123 Um, and then we're continuing again so I'm sure you will hear from us we're online obviously you can follow us on all podcasting platforms and all all social media platforms as well you can't miss us we we try and get as much information out there as possible so yeah thank you for joining us thank you to my co-host again Lee Robinson as we're driving home from Siddle Rugby League and uh, we will catch you all down the road